All right. Welcome to the live channels of Night Moves HDQ. It's Michael here inside the lab, heading into inspiration. Part four in the series, Breakthrough, How to Breakthrough, Church Hurt. Gonna be talking about the 12 healthy signs to look for talked about the 12 unhealthy signs and I'm going to break this down so that you have all aspects of what to look for in your churches from leadership so that you don't experience or, or, or better yet be subjected to any type of abuse welcome to night moves hdq it's michael here at the bridge on the inspiration side of the show also welcoming all of our channels listening to the fourth part of the series of how to break through church hurts and we're going to get through the 12 warning signs to look for these are healthy warning signs on the last show i talked about the unhealthy warning signs and abuse in the church is rapid and we want to bring a voice to the voiceless we want to bring a voice a megaphone to the victims of you no longer have to keep being re-victimized or re-victimizing yourself playing over and over the tapes talked about forgiveness talked about going before the courtroom in prayer and asking your heavenly father as the judge to adjudicate to rule as a king as well in this setting but more so how to go before your heavenly father what we did in the last show and ask his petition you petition him to adjudicate in this legal matter and it's in the scriptures and it it is expedited it is accelerated because of what Jesus said in Luke chapter 18 verses uh, 7 and 8 so I talked about this in the last series and I want to spend some time talking about the 12 healthy warning signs now I am sure there are more than 12 warning signs and I know that we'll be utilizing the channels to go deeper with the warning signs and having um, guests come on and talk about how you can live past the impact of trauma how you can get past the impact of, of being poisoned uh, mentally poisoned spiritually by servant leaders who are um, hirelings who are are in positions at the behest of councils and and elder boards and not been commissioned by Jesus and not living as a servant who come in sheep's clothing to do what kill steal and destroy and not allow you to even engage the kingdom but have access in the kingdom of heaven so this megaphone is going to go on a whole nother level and I believe we're gonna be doing it on the podcast so you want to uh, check us out on our Apple 
podcast on the premium channel and also on Amazon. We're going to be doing some special things around church hurts. So these, this series, these four series, have everything to do. Uh, just realize that I'm I'm muted on the radio here. Um, church hurts, and I'm showing you how to break through church hurts. And I've been going on and on, but the radio has been muted, so everyone on the podcast channels and live stream are going to hear me on a repeat right now because you're missing out on this. Going to be helping you to break through. I talked about the last series about the 12 unhealthy signs. And now I'm going to talk about and address the 12 healthy signs. And as I said on mute for all of you listening on the show, you necessarily there are more than 12. And there's going to be special content on the on the channels, our podcast channels, especially Amazon and our, our premium sites where we'll be going in on this subject. And this is going to be the megaphone for the voice list. It's going to be the megaphone for the abused, for the victims. You will no longer have the need to re-victimize yourself. When I say that we're going to be a megaphone, we are literally turning all the levels to 100% so that you are heard, you are understood, you are supported, you are being empowered, and encouraged and edified to reintegrate back into the the setting of fellowship because this abuse takes people out of fellowship and i do understand that over the the years to decades that there are ministries that have been equipped and opening their doors and pouring love out on everyone who has been abused coming through their doors so i understand that so I'm not naive to the fact that, oh, Night Moves is the only ministry or the only resource that's available. No, 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 not even close. What I'm saying is that we're going so far deep in this that we're going to be inviting others who are ready to speak their truth. And we're going to be the megaphone in this oasis and the lighthouse we're going to be that tool to call account to fraudulent ministers who are out abusing and being reckless and lawless with the body. It goes back to Tim telling me in my first meeting with them. So this is one of my passions is, is seeing brothers and sisters free, especially in the church, whether it's the Christian church, all the denominations in the Christian church and the Protestant church. And if it's happening in the kingdom ecclesia, then we, we definitely got some problems. But I am so passionate about this. Because Tim said to me, the first words out of his mouth as I watched this man, and I talked about this in the last series, as I watched my elder brother, my spiritual brother, sob inside this restaurant. He said to me, Michael, do not hurt the bride. The bride has been hurt enough. And so having that, spiritual kingdom branding on my body in my mind in my soul it's this church hurts i'm passionate and there there'll be forms of righteous indignation that come up because i i understand but i don't understand in regards to the church why and how so many leaders 
are lawless in their behavior, lawless in their character, lawless in their morals, lawless in integrity. And the answer to me is they're not even a part in a relationship with the Heavenly Father. They, are, they have come into the brotherhood. They have come into the kingdom. They have come into the faith like a robber and a thief dressed up playing the part. Most of them are hirelings getting paid to, to destroy you. Most of them are influenced by the adversary. Very few are doing this purposely out of their will. So there is a an origin that has penetrated and seeded in their mind and is beginning to take the heart. So vengeance is the Lord and this is what he says. So you will have recompense. If you're listening to this right now and you have been on the receiving end of being hurt by the church. Recompense is coming to you. Now it's coming to you in a set time, in a set pattern, in a set method, and a set form. What Father is desiring, and I believe this, and I talked about this on series two, is he needs you to come before him. Why? Because he's still judging, he's still ruling. And there is an accuser that happens to continually accuse you in front of his throne. This is given to us in Job chapter 1 and Job chapter 2. And in Psalms 82, though it is recorded that Father takes counsel to judge in the affairs of the unjust. When you understand Psalms 82 verses 1 through 3. Now, I want to bring this up just so that I can really bring this to light for you so that you can understand what I'm saying. Let me bring this up for you real quick. And my wife sent me a text message saying that you're on mute. Ay, ay, ay. Thank you so much, Joe. Psalms 82 and verse 1. God stands in the divine assembly, the assembly of the cloud of witnesses, the seven spirits that stand before the throne, and he administers judgment in the midst of the gods. This is in Psalms 82. This is my passion to see people free because the church has been beat up. Not all, but the body has been abused. There's wounds on top of wounds. And now you have individuals that are rightfully so don't want to return into fellowship because the very, uh, the very extension of Jesus Christ in the flesh inflicted such brutality mentally and spiritually and harmed them physically and sexually. And so we're going to call them out. Now, we're going to do that on the podcast. We're going to call them and charge them to the offense. Why are we going to do that? Given the authority. See, the gate has been open, the prison doors are open, and you have, according to the scriptures, messengers sent to render service to the heirs of salvation. And you being a co-heir, receiving salvation, he's sending messengers to help you. You're going to be liberated. See, he had to send messengers to liberate Peter 
and John who were in the prison in the book of Acts. Those apostles could not deliver themselves. So when we're dealing with church hurt, Father has to step in. This is why you have to have the courage to do exactly what is written in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Come boldly. Why? Because you have the power of the Holy Spirit in your heart. Come with courage to the throne of grace. Because you have the time, you have a need. You, your need is to have relief from your adversary in the form of a pastor, in the form of an apostle, in the form of an evangelist, a teacher, an elder, a bishop, a deacon. And then I believe in series number three, I brought forth to you uh, Matthew 18, verse 15 through 17. So you want to go back and listen to that to understand that there's protocol with what to do when you have been offended. And this even involves church abuse. So when you, you go before your Heavenly Father first position so that you have the courage and you have the backing of the kingdom of heaven and the presence of God, the angels will come to your defense when you go now to confront your abuser. So I talked about that in the last series. I want you to check that out. But I want to get into the 12 healthy signs to look for. Now, again, I recognize that there are more healthy signs, but I am, for the sake of the show, going to give you 12. Now on the podcast, um, we're going to go all in on multiple signs, interviews, conversations from those who have been abused. And if I can get in time, we'll see how the Father works this out. And if I can get ministers who have repented and get on the podcast to talk about their side before repentance. So that you know what to look out for. Because the devil's still roaring like a little lion, seeking who he can kill, steal, and destroy. And he is looking for the pride and egomaniacs in the servanthood who are discerning, who are illegal witnesses, illegal teachers that are presenting to you not God's agenda, but they're presenting to you, in fact, the adversary's agenda. So we hope that we can make that happen on the podcast. But for right now, go get grab your notes. And we're going to look at the 12 warning signs, healthy warning signs. So I want you to look for these healthy warning signs. Now, I talked about the 12 signs, uh, and these are unhealthy signs um, that are in a toxic church, an abusive church. And that includes not just the leadership, but the leadership's lackeys. Those who defend the leader hold you off, all of his gatekeepers, his elder boards, his specific chosen Defendants, I call them all defendants, the lawless ones who maintain and they enable the pattern of abuse because there's a payoff. Can you believe that? There's this wicked, evil, crazy, sinful, disgusting, wretched payoff that they get. But their payoff is coming, rest assured. Everyone, at the sound of my voice, who has been abused, the abuser's payoff, especially representing Father's Church, the organism, 
the representation of Jesus Christ as servanthoods who are illegal in nature, who have been producing abuse from the pulpit, from the offices, through their ministries, will get their just reward. So you ask for mercy and favor because the vengeance of God, strong word I'm going to use, the vengeance of God will fall upon them like molten rocks. Because they chose to abuse his children. And I talked about a little bit on in the last series of why does God allow this to happen? Because there's willful intentions, there's will in the world still. And again, the adversary is not incarcerated. He is loose. That is why. If it wasn't so, God would have shut this down with his son that the that the temptations and the testimonies in the Gospels. He would have shut it down. Father would have shut all this down in Genesis chapter 6 when it began. So we know that there's a set a time scheduled that he's going to address and nullify, destroy and bring to naught the adversary. For a time. It's in the book of Revelations. And everyone abusing the ecclesia, the body, the branches, the remnant who are saved and born again, anyone abusing the children, the adults of God will meet their Creator. And it will not go well for them. So that is why you want to forgive. Because hell is real. And there's so much more I want to talk about that. But i gotta stay, I got to stay to the point here. It's The vengeance is coming. It's nothing nice. It's nothing pretty. Yeah, there's a saying in the testimonies that it would be better for Sodom and Gomorrah. For the people of Sodom, it would be better for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, right? In the same tone, it would be better for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah than it's for these ministers who are lackeys or insolent, who are abusers at the weakest level, but because they are placed themselves in these statuses illegally. They are lawless ingenerates, degenerates, born in the ways of Jesus Christ, who are not even in the relationship, who are not connected, who do does who do who don't have access. They don't have access to the Father through Jesus Christ. So yeah, you're seeing righteous indignation because this stuff. I I've never been abused by the church. Not on this level. Persecuted, yeah. But not abused like this. Not destroyed mentally and physically and sexually and emotionally. Yet time after time in the conversations, and I'm not going to to speak on 
anyone who I've had conversations with regarding this. Time after time, the testimonies of the hurts from these denominations. It just sickens me, you know. Let's look at the 12 healthy warning signs. I want to write these down. So, I talked about the first one, they create or accept differences in status. Now, I want to talk about the healthy ways they create. So, ministers who are healthy and who are holy, who are consecrated, who are sons first, and as they go, they serve. So, there is, there is, a, there is a practical order in Father's kingdom. Because every one of us are sons, and though some of us are called into the elect commission gifts, the election brings status. But it's how one is responsible in that commission that draws status. Because remember, Jesus desired no fame. But his, his name went throughout the land, but he desired no status. But he did tell them that he is the son of God. And in, and in that, there's distinctions within that. But a healthy, in the, the, the first warning, a healthy warning sign is um, ministers create or accept differences in status. Here's a healthy way of looking at that. When you're observing ministers, they claim a status but possess the status with all humility and honorability. And they willingly serve in holiness and consecrated in a kingdom life in private equal to public. They are ever learning and ever exhibit, exhibiting surrender, submission, and righteousness by sharing their stewardship with and in the ecclesia and with and in the leadership that re revolves and evolves around Jesus Christ, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the spiritual leading of the Holy Spirit, to the body's maturation. You'll find exhibits of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 14, all peppered in the healthy warning signs. They also intentionally make all members feel like co-equals. Each part, each branch supplying, each member supplying their part to the work of God. Even in the church, even in the ministry, in the minister's assignment, you all have a piece of the puzzle and you connect it to expand Father's kingdom. And then when the assignment is maturing, Father moves pieces to the puzzle to replicate his kingdom in different territories and different environments and different atmospheres. So these individuals who create and accept differences instead, a healthy way of looking at these warning signs is they also recognize that Jesus has to be in their life practically and they have to be practical in the dedication of putting forth the work to their faith as a servant leader but a son first together with the members because every one of the members along with the servant leaders possess the Holy Spirit. 
So the elect have a purpose and a mandate to do the will of God for the furtherance, the maturation, the increase, the building up to the body. And they recognize this, and you ought to recognize this, in the mutual uh, submission of, of relationship. There's mutual submission. I submit to Tim. I submit, well, I was submitting before my spiritual um, mentors went home to be with the Lord, Henry and Charlie. I submit to Apostle Brenda and aspects and certainty I submit to my wife who's a prophet to the church, prophetess to the church, and I submit to all of our other leaderships as they are fulfilling their roles. So there's a level of submission in all the relationships because we all are co-equal parts, just different ranks and different mandates and different assignments. These ministers also believe and know and act like they have a relationship, they function in a relationship, and they're responsible to the conditioning of themselves in the relationship. And they recognize Jesus being the mediator between God and man, and they are not the mediator. I am not the mediator or anyone's savior to the churches that I am charged to, that I have founded. And they recognize that the Holy Spirit possessing each member of the church has purpose, function, and the leading when we all cooperate. And he, when we're all not cooperating, the Holy Spirit is still leading. Um, number two, a healthy way of looking at the warning signs they have a heavy focus on and talk about developing leaders. Here's the healthy side of that. They realize that the foundation of a healthy ecclesia, the church, the body, is Christ Jesus expressed through the discipleship of sons and daughters. So your leaders are going to look at discipleship as priority versus developing leaders. That's in the Gospels. Those are the words of Jesus. Go out and disciple all nations, right? And so they, they, they disciple sons and daughters into identity to the Father, teaching them how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit as a living reality, and they do not violate the kingdom laws, the protocols, statutes, and ordinances. And they realize, you, you get to see the healthy side, they realize that cultivating the body through familial love, family love, relationships, encouragement, and building up in one's kingdom identity and ministry is what truly builds the uniqueness in the ecclesia and each of its parts again you see Ephesians 4 so the healthy side of all of the ministers if there are 12 warning signs you're going to break down Ephesians chapter 4 number three they don't see a need for outside help here's the healthy ones they understand God's design of accountability in elders who they, people like myself and others, through our, our elders, we make ourselves accountable to them. And the elders who are, who are in wisdom give back to, the, to help the next generation. And in the building and maintaining of the healthy church life. 
so there's a healthy respect, a healthy honor of, of to our, our people that we are accountable to. And the accountability is not in private. Key word. The accountability is a public relationship. Now, yes, there will be meetings that will be held in private, but you're going to see it play out amongst their elders. You ought to be seeing it played out with their elders. Um, number four, their gifts, their talents, their personalities are justifications for more control. That's very unhealthy. Here's the healthy side. They behave in humility, in, in a given status, and continuously work to serve, continuously work to build up and elevate others in the church or ministry. And they learn and live to become selfless in the fulfillment to the commission. And their behavior, their posture, their attitude of servanthood in power under kingdom authority. This is the healthy side. So they have a behavior, they have a posture, they have an attitude of servanthood in power under kingdom authority, under the authority of who's upon that throne toward the ecclesia that is similar to a person who's serving in the world, a servant, a civil servant. A minister is this, a minister is an, a subordinate official who waits to hear the commands of a superior officer. So a minister is that, one who is subordinate to Jesus Christ, waiting upon his express charge, instructions, by the power of the Holy Spirit to execute that order. Number five, the healthy warning of behaving ways motivated by rivalry and competition. Here's the healthy side. Ministers live and walk circumspect. They don't see competition when serving the commission of Jesus Christ, when advancing Father's kingdom, because the possession is not theirs. We are stewards over Father's heavenly affairs. So in this action, you will observe humility that takes the posture of a freed slave who possesses gifts that are at the disposal of others. What that means is, we work ourselves out of a position. So we will work ourselves out of a need that we have to be needed. That's maturing. So when one in the, the ecclesia matures, we are no longer needed because it's the Holy Spirit that does the teaching. We are serving them to the gate. The gate is Jesus Christ so that they can come through the gate. So we bring you, we coach you, we exercise with you, we evangelize you to get to the gate, we help you understand the mechanisms of the kingdom, we help you understand the mechanisms of the gifts and how to mature so that you can get to the gate and go through the gate to have access and accessibility to the Father, and then we're done. We continue onward as a son and daughter for the next assignment. And this does not mean that you get bossed around or the ministers get bossed around, but they are willing to influence people positively in situations and circumstances and dealing with crisis through wisdom 
You are welcomed and needed. And this is not competition. Um, they honor and live in reference. This is number six. They honor and live in reference to Heavenly Father by grace and mercy and favor regarding their election and their commission of servanthood in the work of ministry. And if they are leaders of the church, they handle themselves in the fear of the Lord as one of his elect servants doing the work with the Holy Spirit. Number seven, they leave interactions. When you have interactions, when you have fellowship with leadership, you leave feeling that you're you're more important than they are. You're, you're co-equal and you're a partner living out the gospel, living in the expression of faith. And they allow you to have freedom to live and cultivate and, and exercise ideas and exercise your faith in front of them, before them, and without them. Keyword, without them. Number eight. They don't have trouble collaborating. They have no problem at all sharing their assignments or sharing their vision with those of like faith. And also helping others achieve their missions, even if their mission or assignments is greater than themselves. The workload is greater. They don't have a problem helping or collaborating. This is in the scriptures. Know those who you labor with. Number nine, they, they learn to have given up the control in order to be in power under kingdom authority in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. To lead according to the functions, purposes, and responsibilities to the Holy Spirit. So you're, you're looking for these attributes. These are 12 awesome attributes, signs. Number 10, um, they struggle relationships. That's unhealthy, that's a toxic. In a healthy minister, in a healthy church, they have close, respectful, and honorable, personal fellowship and intimate relationships. I'm not talking sexual. I'm talking knowing, because we are to know each other in the, in the kingdom. We are to know each other as co-laborers in, in the word. That means understanding each other, being able to, to share intimate things about ourselves without being blacklisted or without being brought against, brought against us, right? So they, these ministers are respectful and honorable and show honor in personal intimate relationships. So they're able to keep secrets without abusing the secrets. They approach the Bible with arrogance. These are unhealthy. But those who are healthy study the Bible. They are inquisitive. And when questioned, they are willing to investigate or bring forth an answer based upon the power of the Holy Spirit or scripturally. They don't get offended when they're being questioned. And lastly, these individuals live a life according to the ways of Jesus. And that is being one who is serving others rather than being served. 12 attributes, 12 warning signs to look for in the church. Breaking through church hurts begins when you're ready to be free. And Jesus Christ set you free when you became born again. 
And so we want to open the door for you to talk about this. Email us at nightmoodshdq at gmail.com. If you want to go to the Facebook page, you want to talk about it there, you're fine to do that as well. And we will cover you in the, in the love of Christ. We will protect you so that you will never be vulnerable. And you'll be getting stronger. Courage will come. Boldness will come. And you will be able to draw back into the fellowship of the Lord and the body in Christ. This has been awesome. See you Friday night for our weekly Friday night series of relaxation and inspiration right here at Night Moods. Until then, we got work to do. Now that's the cool part about what we do here. See, it's like we can go on and talk about this for hours and for the sake of time. We're going to put together something special to bring forth other ministers to help who understand where you've been and who can not exploit you, but help you to be comfortable and regain trust. Um, and that's one of the motives of this series is to help you regain trust help you see through a clear window, a clear lens, and hear, hear clear so that this will never happen to you again. And this megaphone is on. And we want you to engage. We want you who have been abused to know that your liberation is here, that you no longer have to be vulnerable, you no longer have to be a victim of abuse, you can be free, and you can now take your experiences as crazy, ugly, wicked, evil that they have been, and help someone else be free. What I've learned, and I go back to when I was a police officer as well, that People who have been hurt, and I even go back to my life, when you have been hurt and you have come through, breakthrough, and you see someone who has been hurt and they are willing and able, you'll want to go back and help them, help them get reestablished, help them to, to have trust again, to, to, to find the courage and, and be loyal again, um, and re-engage culture because when you've been abused the last thing you want to do is get back into where people can see you the last thing you want to do is be able to talk about your hurts and pains with people that you don't know with people who you can't trust so there's processes that need to happen and it starts when you're ready to take the initial steps in the courage with the truth on a sure foundation that your Heavenly Father has not brought you this far to destroy your life. That if there's any responsibility that you need to, to acknowledge, there's no condemnation that comes with it. There's just the acknowledgement that this is I'm responsible in. I give it to Jesus. I ask my Heavenly Father to, to rule and adjudicate and bring forth relief from my adversary and then you keep your life moving and advancing forward and helping and finding ways to 
help others because when you help others you are essentially helping yourself too and so there's there's so much to talk about with breaking through church hurts and some people need to be put on blast because bullies will stop being bullied bully bullies will stop being bullies when the spotlight's on them and people actually have to see them for who they are they won't be bullying they'll they'll put up an initial fight but then they know they're outnumbered they know that justice prevails they know that they've been caught and they know that their time has come to pay the price I used to bully too so I know what I'm talking about you stop bullying when your time has come trust me when Heavenly Father places his hand on you and you have been so used to looming large over people and, and, and considering them less than you are um, he has a way to reach out and touch you and for me the, it was a defense because of the area I grew up in an all white area uh, in, in in Loves Park um, and so sometimes I've had to use uh, bullying to quell hatred because people didn't like me and in that time I didn't like them either because I was outnumbered and so you want to fight but when father touches you and tells you to stop it you stop it when you realize the error of your ways and you have to go back and, and make amends to those who you have bullied those have you that you terrorized um, you you do that and you don't sit there and test the hand of the Lord so we're going to talk about this on a deeper level. If you want to be a part of the conversation, you want to send an email over to nightmoodshdq at gmail.com and let us know that you want to be a part of this. You want to come out from the forest, come out from behind the redwood trees. And when you have seen a redwood tree in Northern California, these trees are so massive in girth and height that they can hide four or five people and you won't even see them behind the tree so what I'm saying is it's time for you to come out from behind the tree why because there's a platform for you to share your story to receive vindication to receive encouragement to be empowered to know that there are brothers and sisters that really are there for your your benefit and want to help you in your best and be with you in your worst so we want, we want to make sure that you know that there's a platform here. We're going to be going all in. Um, and if we got to call some people out, we're going to call some people out. I'm ready to continue in the word, continue in the work, and continue liberating. And we're going to watch the vengeance of God. So we're not bringing vengeance upon people. We are putting the light upon darkness. You know, that's them. That's them. You know, this person did this. So that people recognize that this one's an evil, wicked person. He's not of the flock. He's not of the kingdom. He's not of, of the way of Christ. 
He's lawless at best. His father's the devil himself. Nightmoodshdq at gmail.com if you want to be a part of this conversation. If you want to, um, God, how do you say this? If you want to help free others, even if it's even by supporting. And if you are a victim and you're just not ready to talk about it, but yet you want to talk about it, you can you, you can do this anonymously too. Um, this is this is a, a very sensitive topic. Many in these denominations don't want to talk about this, but guess what? When you come and strengthen numbers, it's much easier to have these conversations. It really is. In power, under kingdom authority, to address this vile behavior that must stop. Let me know your thoughts. Let's talk about it some more. Let me do a special presentation of this on our premium podcast. You can check us out on all the channels. And we're going to be doing some major work. We're going to be plowing in this in this in this vein. Um, we're going to be doing the work in this row, and we're going to be tearing down some strongholds. There are many leaders who need to have the light shined on them so that what they're doing in the dark can be seen, and that's all we're going to do. See you right here next time on Night Moose HDQ. It's been a pleasure for me to bring forth this. We're going to go all in on the premium channel. So you want to subscribe, you want to connect, and you want to be a part of Breakthrough of Church Hurts 10.0 2022. Talk to you next time on the channel, here on the live streams. Until then, be a blessing. Continue to create positivity in your mood and elevate in your faith. Talk to you soon, guys.